Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. Hi there, my friend. I'm so grateful that you're here with me and choosing to tune into the Power Within Her podcast today because we have a super fun and super juicy topic on our hands that I think is, first of all, going to make you laugh a little bit um, (laughs) because it's so relatable. And then second, I think it's also going to bring a much needed perspective shift to the ways that we show up to our lives and to our goals. Because if you're anything like me, sometimes these nasty thought patterns and habits pop up due to seasons or moments of stress and overwhelm, and then they end up wasting so much of my time and energy. And not only that, but these thought patterns and these habits are seriously so freaking normalized in our society when stress and overwhelm is present that we don't even realize that our time and energy is being sucked away in the first place. And let's be real, you and I, are women who are going places, we're doing things, and we do not have time (laughs) for sneaky energy wasters, right? So we're going to get right into it, um, and we're going to start by identifying these nasty thought patterns and habits that do steal away our energy and put us into that negative headspace, and then we're going to obviously reframe, and we're going to flip it, and we're going to dig into how to navigate these things. So the first sneaky energy waster is complaining and dwelling. And this for me is like has been in the past one of the most common ways that I waste my energy and my time when stress and overwhelm is present in my life. And maybe that's the case for you too because complaining, which is defined as expressing dissatisfaction or annoyance with someone or something is so common right? We as humans love to complain about everything. The service, the weather, work, a spouse, a friend, a sibling, your sister, the dog, traffic, food, Instagram trends, like whatever it is, we will complain about it as humans. And not only do we complain about it, we also then like to take it a step further. (laughs) We like to dwell in it like the yuck and the muck and we set up camp there and we continue to sit in it And we bring it up again and again and again, right? And I know that you know what I'm talking about, right? And probably like me, you're probably laughing right now to yourself as you're driving to work or you're doing the dishes or you're taking a shower, whatever it is. Because I'm sure that a dozen or like a handful of memories or moments from your life are popping up in your head right now where you're remembering where you've done this or you've at least seen someone else do it. So for example, my husband Roger and I have yet to get our tax return. So we were projected or told, not even projected, we were told we were supposed to get a tax return. And honestly, we were really counting on that money to be able to future-proof some of our technology for some big goals and big dreams and big pivots that we have hopefully coming up within the next year. Uh, So stay tuned for that. (laughs) Um, But then when the money didn't come in and still didn't come in and still didn't come in and has yet to come in, 
we started to get super frustrated and really started to complain, which honestly is expected, right? Like you're supposed to get the money. (laughs) It's not there. Like what the heck, right? Um, But our complaining started to become an everyday, several times a day ordeal. And again, don't get me wrong. It is more than okay to vent or to complain once in a while. Like we need to do that, (laughs) right? Because otherwise we're going to squish down those frustrated feelings and it's going to come flying out sideways at the wrong person (laughs) at the wrong time. And it's going to be really not cute and really awkward. And we just don't want to put ourselves into that position, right? So like, obviously feel your feelings, let the frustration come out, but to then constantly dwell on the frustration to constantly complain about whatever it is that you you know that's going on that you're complaining about and just like sitting in it for way longer than is necessary is just really really toxic for our mindsets and it really doesn't make us want to show up as our best selves or to dance in the grocery store aisles with happiness right too much complaining is going to put us into that bad or that meh mood and then it's going to leak into all other areas of our lives and it could be really bad for our relationships, for our side hustles, for whatever it is that we're doing, right? It's going to lower our vibration. It's going to rob us of joy and fulfillment in our daily lives and in pursuit of our goals and overall, it's just really freaking exhausting, right? So the bottom line here is that when we complain and we dwell in whatever it is that we're complaining about, the messy house, the failed tax return, the terrible boss, our lack of time, or the job that doesn't pay us well enough, for an exorbitant amount of time, we are choosing to stay in a toxic headspace that's going to then rob us of our precious time and energy that we could have used on something else that fills us up and lights us up and it just wants to actually make us dancing in the grocery store aisles kind of happy. So that's number one. And now moving on to number two, refusing solutions. So this for me used to be something that I struggled with immensely. (laughs) I'd have a problem. I'd bring it to a friend or a family member or somebody else. They would provide ample solutions and I would shoot every single one of them down. So for example, last year around this time, actually, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been like a year. Um, Our area coordinator emailed everybody at my university and she was like, hey, there's a couple extra classes that we have if anybody wants overload. And immediately I jumped on it. I was like, yes, that's an extra $3,000. Like, of course, I want to take that extra class. But then a couple of days later, I was like massively regretting my decision to take on that extra class, right? Because at that time, Um, my brother had just been, been diagnosed with cancer and my hormones were going haywire so much so that my period had gone missing for 40 days. And I just was not in a position where I could actually follow through with my commitment to teaching that extra class. And so I was like, I am in a massive predicament right now. Like I said, I would take the class, but I like really can't personally, Um, So like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so I brought the situation to my mom, to my husband, to my friends, and everybody was like, well, you could tell them that you changed your mind. Just back out. And I was like, no, I can't do that. So I shot it down. And then, you know, they came back and they were like, well, you could ask them if they could move the class to a different day or time to make it feel more manageable. And I was like, no, I can't do that. (laughs) So I shot that down. And then they were like, okay, well, if you don't want to do those two other things, maybe you could ask them to condense the class, put it online instead of having it in person and make it eight weeks instead of the full 15 weeks. And I was like, no, I can't do that. So I shot it down again. Basically, anything and everything they suggested, I shot it down. 
And maybe you can connect to that. So for you, maybe it wasn't teaching related, but maybe it was related to food or exercise or relationships. Like regardless, when we are in that space of shooting down perfectly good solutions, we are choosing to be stuck in the yuck and the muck. And like we talked about um, earlier in this episode with complaining, when we refuse solutions, it also does nothing but put us into that toxic headspace. We're not happy with where we're at, but we're also not willing to do anything or to try anything to change the situation. And then what winds up happening is we are in total gridlock, (laughs) right? Like we're in a mindset gridlock. We're so stubbornly committed to saying no to all of these solutions that we end up throwing ourselves pity parties that lower our vibrations, that put us into that meh or bad mood. And once again, it is exhausting and it's not fun and it's not cute and it's definitely not fulfilling. So the bottom line here (laughs) is that when we're constantly dismissing perfectly logical solutions to problems or situations that we're in that we actually want to change, right? Like our eating habits or our exercise routines or our careers or saying yes to something that we now want to say no to, we are once again choosing to stay in a toxic headspace that relegates us into the position of a victim that's going to leech our energy because we are not taking action. We're not taking the action that we need to take to feel good and solid and safe. Girlfriend, if you've ever thought, oh, I'd love to write a book, but, and then 9 million excuses kick in as to why you can't, such as being intimidated by the process, not knowing how to turn your idea into an actual book, or not feeling like a writer, or not feeling good enough, look no further because I have got your back. My publishing company that I co-own and run with my friend and business partner, Christina, has an introduction to writing your nonfiction book course that's going to teach you the skills and the mindset that you need to write your book. This course will literally take you from wanting to write a book to actually being able to write your manuscript. So I want to take a second to tell you a little bit more about the course. It's four weeks long, and this particular cohort will run from August 29th, 2022 to September 25th, 2022. And in week one, you'll learn all about the mindset and the habits of a writer, as well as some really crucial writing basics that give you a solid foundation moving forward as an author. In week two, you'll commit to your book idea and you'll find space for your book in the current marketplace. In week three, you'll develop your core message and the outline for the book and all of the chapter breakdowns. And then last but not least, in week four, you'll actually start writing your manuscript. So like I said, you will literally learn the skills and the mindset that you need to write your book. And if you're serious or even mildly curious about writing a nonfiction book, so stuff like memoirs or biographies, autobiographies, business books, journals, workbooks, stuff like that, This course has been tailor-made for you. And not only is the content amazing, but you're also going to get so much value out of the coaching components. So there are going to be two group coaching calls where we all hop on as a cohort to talk about the content for the past week, to check in and for you to ask any questions or to bring out any concerns that you have about the writing and book writing process. And then You get to have an individual call with me, a one-on-one where we are going to dig deep into your specific individual questions and we're going to dive into all of the stuff 
revolving around your specific book. So we're going to dive into your pain points. We're going to dive into the message of your book, the chapter breakdowns, like all of it. We're going to dive into all of it and we're going to make sure that you have a solid basis for you to build the book from. At the end of the day, my friend, I want you to be an author. I want your incredible story to get out into the world. And if you are struggling with not knowing how, with fear, with overwhelm, whatever it is, this course is made for you. You are going to have direction. You are going to have support. And you are going to have me ruthlessly cheering you on. If you're interested in the course or even mildly curious, you should hit me up on Instagram. You know that you can find me at Marie. Slide on into my DMs and we can chat more about the course. Or if you're like, no, I don't need to chat about it. Like I know that I need to take this course. You can head to the publishing company's website. So it's www.powerwithinherpublishing.com. And if you go to the shop, you will see Um, that you can click on the course and you can register for it. And I know that that was a lot. (laughs) So do not you worry. Everything is linked below for you in the show notes if you want to check it out. So that said, let's dive back into today's episode. So now that we've identified two different sneaky energy wasters, (laughs) let's talk about two different tactical strategies to navigate them. So number one, gratitude. And as easy and sometimes as tempting as it is to complain and to dwell on everything that goes wrong or everything that's annoying, we can actually empower ourselves by training our brains to be grateful for everything that we have and to even start to look for the good. So just think about that. If we constantly go into situations looking for the bad or even actively seeking out things to complain about, I know that you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) then you know, we're choosing the bad mood. We're choosing to lower our vibrations. Chronic complaining and dwelling is a toxic habit. Keyword habit, (laughs) right? Which is a good thing because that means we can change it. So instead of complaining about your crappy day at work where your boss yelled at you and and you had super bad period cramps and your computer crashed so you lost hours of work, focus on what you're grateful for and look for the little good things that did happen throughout the day. So for example, you could say, okay, my boss yelled at me and that sucked. I acknowledge that it sucked. But then after that, Susie in accounting overheard and she ran out to get me a latte and I was just so freaking grateful for that. Or yes, I had a horrible period cramps today and it was really painful and it was really annoying, but I actually had a really great time at lunch with my friends. Or yes, my computer crashed at work and I lost everything that I had done for the day, which was such a pain in the booty. (laughs) But I did get a really cute text from my kid's teacher about a really nice thing that my kid said to another kid today. And that was really freaking cool. The point I'm trying to make here is that We can't allow for the crappy things in our days to take over, right? We can't allow it to roll in like a fog (laughs) on the moors of Britain and just eclipse everything that's good. So of course, we've got to acknowledge the the crappiness that happened, right? We don't want to squish down those feelings because like we talked about earlier, they'll volcano out sideways on the wrong person at the wrong time and we don't want to do that. But We also do need to intentionally focus on the good things so that we don't get ourselves into that negative headspace and set up camp there, right? And I know what you're potentially thinking right now. Like, Megan, what if there wasn't anything good? I just had a rotten day, rotten to the core. Everything went wrong and I am having so much 
of a difficult time, (laughs) you know, trying to find the good, right? Like what if I tried to find the good, but there was no latte, there was no lunch with friends and no text from my kid's school. If that's you, I hear you and I've totally been there too. But here's the thing. We all have bad days now and again. And even if it's a truly rotten, rotten day, I still think that there's space to choose to be grateful, to focus on the good. We can say things to ourselves like, I'm alive. I have a job. I have a great family at home. I have a fantastic dog. I am smart and I am talented and I am qualified. The point is that we have a choice. We always have a choice. We can complain and we can sit in it and we can choose to feel like crap or we can practice looking for the good and we can focus on expressing our gratitude despite the hiccups or the missteps or all the things that could go wrong. In full disclosure, because I am in this with you, this is something that Roger and I have made a huge part of our Level the F Up season. So we are being really, really intentional about how we talk about our days. So of course, if something went wrong during the day (laughs) or something crappy happened, we do allow ourselves the space to vent, right? But we are being so careful to not set up camp there like we have in the past. Sometimes, (laughs) you know, a lot of last year, um... He and I, we would we would have our like little venting sessions and then, you know, we would be done and then it would come up again like hours later and we'd complain about it more. So like we're really trying to be intentional about not doing that. Just like venting out all of the things we need to vent out, complaining about all the things we need to complain, but putting it into a container, putting a time limit on it because we do not want to set up camp there because it lowers the vibrations, it puts us in that negative headspace. And we just don't have time for that anymore. (laughs) Like the next level of where we want to go, we don't have time for that. And I know that you don't either. So always, always, you know, pull your attention back to gratitude and all the good that is, is going on in your life. It has been a game changer for us. And I think that it could be a game changer for you too. So that was number one, and now we're moving on to number two, which is an abundance mindset. So once again, (laughs) as easy and sometimes as tempting as it is to shoot down those solutions, to dismiss them and be like, meh, no, I don't want to do that, (laughs) Um, to problems that we're experiencing, I truly believe that we can empower ourselves by adopting that abundance mindset, which is open to numerous possibilities and infinite options rather than just dismissing them, right? So think about it. If we are constantly shooting down solutions and refusing to even consider them, even when they're viable, like even when our higher self knows that they're viable, we are then once again choosing to be stuck and to dwell in that scarcity mindset that has most definitely lowered our vibrations and put us into a negative headspace that tells us our situation is futile, like the Borg on Star Trek, <laughs> right? And that we'll never be able to solve the problem. The good thing about being in that scarcity mindset is that it's a mindset, right? Which is also very similar to a habit and that it can be changed. So instead of shooting down every single solution that you or somebody else comes up with, get yourself to bracket that inclination to refuse and open up your mind to entertaining possibilities. It doesn't mean you have to act on any of these solutions, right? But you do need to be open to them. Like you are open to them. And once you're open to them, you're going to go from feeling like an animal that's scared and defensive and sad because they've been cornered to a glorious gazelle in an open field looking at the abundant flora and fauna to eat. That's kind of a weird (laughs) image, but like you get what I'm, you know, you get what I'm trying to say, 
right? The bottom line is that it's really difficult to see options when you are in that defeatist negative headspace. When you're there, everything feels impossible, right? But when you're open to abundance, when you're open to possibilities, no matter how crazy or wild or out of left field they might seem or feel, the world is going to open up because we believe that the problem that we're facing, even if it's as serious as needing to make more money to be able to make ends meet, is actually solvable. So going back to that example of a time in my life where I was refusing solutions left and right, like shooting them down, right? Um, I knew in that moment in my bones that I could not mentally and physically teach that extra class because of what was going on in my personal life. And at that point, I had made all of my friends and my family more than annoyed because I just kept refusing their solutions, right? Like just dismissing them even though they were the exact things that they needed to be doing, right? And then eventually, <laughs> when they kept saying, I don't have anything more to say to you because you just keep refusing the solutions you need to be doing, I knew in that moment that I had a choice. I knew that if I kept choosing to stay stuck by refusing to consider any of the solutions that were fantastic, that were right in front of me, I would continue to stay stuck in a web of negativity and worry and anxiety and just crappiness around me. And that was not a fun place to be. (laughs) So eventually I had to open up my mind and I had to allow myself to consider the solutions in front of me. So instead of poo-pooing them just automatically (laughs) because I just was closed off to them, I told myself, okay, this is the solution. This is what XYZ, whatever person told me to do. What would it actually look like if I went with this option? Let's play it out. How does it feel? Right? And I did that with every single solution in front of me. So the point is that once again, we have a choice. We can sit there and we can refuse solutions all day long and we can stay miserable or We can open up our minds and we can entertain all the possible and legal because I want to be like clear about that, right? Um, Especially if the problem you're navigating is um, money related. We got to make sure those solutions are legal um, that our brain can think of to solve the problem in front of in front of us, right? And again, full disclosure, this um, is another thing that's a huge part of the level the F up season that my husband Roger and I are in. We are actively working toward a massive life-changing goal that we unfortunately cannot talk about yet. And I know it's mean that I just brought that up, but when we can talk about it, like, trust me, we are going to loop you all into the loop (laughs) and pull back the curtain. Um, But right here and now, like, we know that we can't get there to that massive, you know, change and pivot we want to make if we close ourselves off to options and solutions and opportunities. So to get where we want to go and to live that life that makes us want to dance in the grocery store aisles kind of happy, then we've got to be open and abundant. And once again, that's been a game changer for us. And I think that it could be a game changer for you too. So that is what I have for you today. I hope that you not only laughed a little bit with me on this glorious Tuesday, but I also hope that hope that you felt a much needed perspective shift when it came to protecting your energy and your time. Because truly, as an ambitious woman, those things are precious. And if you did resonate with this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could share this episode with a friend who you think needs to hear today's message or... Um, if you slid into my DMs on Instagram at Marie to tell me what you thought about the episode. I love to hear from you. I love to connect with you and just be in this with you because right now <laughs> I am sitting in my office on a beautiful Sunday morning 
um, recording this episode and talking to myself. So I love it when you slide into my DMs and we have a conversation and you tell me what you're resonating with and all the things. I love you. I believe in you. And I am just so freaking grateful that we're in this together. Now go out there into this beautiful wide world and go make it a great day. As always, my friend, the choice is yours. We'll talk again here soon.